Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Hello. Good morning. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm very well, thank you. Had a nice weekend. Little Henry won the school swimming gala, so I was really proud. Oh, congratulations. You've got young children. There's a lot of these sort of participating medals, you know, you get a medal for anything. But this was the first real event. There's been a, you know, proper heats and a proper finals, and he and he won it. And I was so pleased for him, and he was really good. So it was a, it was a lovely start to the weekend. And what did his sister make of it? Uh, not that amused, quite frankly. <laughs> Prefer he hadn't won, I think. <laughs> okay, Hank, uh, markets, a miserable week for investors last week. Yeah, last week, the familiar story of surging price pressures, rising commodities and expectations of a steeper policy path continued to crush investor sentiment. Stocks tumbled, government bond yields spiked high and the dollar strengthened. In terms of market performance, the S&P 500 fell 5.1% over the course of the week. That's the biggest weekly loss since January, the ninth weekly drop in 10. The index is now down 14% this quarter, heading for its biggest decline since the early days of the pandemic in the first quarter 2020. European equity markets also fell aggressively. Stock 600 fell 3.9% over the week, is down 7.3% in the second quarter. In bond markets, its two-year Treasury yields spiked above 3% for the first time since 2008 as traders start to price in more aggressive hikes from the Federal Reserve over the course of the coming months. No surprise, it's been a rough ride for Asian stocks overnight. Uh, we've seen them down around about 2.7%. Tech shares in Hong Kong declined by almost 4%. Setting us up for a weaker start on the European bourses this morning. Currently calling the FTSE down 42 points. DAX over in Frankfurt down 206 points. CAC Coron in Paris off 93 points. And the concerns over US inflation? Yeah, hopes that US inflation had peaked in March were shattered after the consumer price index surged to 8.6% in April, its fastest pace since 1981. The increase was driven by the rising cost of fuel, food and shelter as a result of the war in Ukraine and the reopening of the economy. Energy prices jumped 34.6% from a year earlier, which was the most since 2005, while grocery prices rose 11.9% annually, the fastest rate of increase since 1979. In fact, the only respite for policymakers in the report was the moderation that we saw in core inflation reading. In terms of the inflation forecast, while we have raised our US annual inflation projection for this year to 7.7%, we do anticipate that price pressures will begin to ease down into year end, driven by base effects, the gradual reopening in China, the unwinding of core goods inflation. We forecast that CPI will decline to 6% at year end and will trend lower next year to average 2.7%. Of course, the upside surprise in inflation data does have ramifications for interest rate expectations. Now think it will be a very close call between a 50 and 75 basis point hike at Wednesday's Federal Reserve meeting. Now see the terminal rate for Fed funds higher at three to three and a quarter percent in early next year. And commodities, uh, prices continue to rise? Yeah, we see that filtering through, of course, into those inflation expectations, rising commodity prices continuing to drive price pressures. If you look at the Bloomberg Commodity Spot Index, which tracks prices of 23 raw materials, 
rose to an all-time high last week on expectations of a revival in demand from China. Global commodity prices, remember, bottomed out in the early weeks of covid gone on to rally 36% this year due to rapid recovery in demand, exacerbated, of course, by massive stimulus spending, along with supply disruption emanating from the ramifications of the war in Ukraine on energy and grains and reduced production investment during the course of the pandemic. Persistently higher commodity prices, as we've been discussing, has negative ramifications for inflation projections, but also in terms of food security and social stability, particularly in developing economies. And foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Pound against dollar coming in at 122 and a half this morning. Euro dollar coming in at 104 and a half. Going to get one euro, 17 cents for your British pound this morning. And you've got lovely weather I hear now. Aren't you having a bit of a heat wave back in the UK? It's been really lovely, actually. Beautiful sunshine over the course of uh, the weekend, which is nice. I am heading to your part of the world, so no doubt the flags will be out in the Principality. I will join you live in the studio tomorrow, so looking forward to that. Hopefully I can come uh, and be in the studio with you between 8 and 9 tomorrow. So uh, hopefully the good weather in the south of France matches that of the UK and uh, I'm looking forward to being with you tomorrow. It would be great to see you, Hank. Hank Potts from Barclays, thank you. Have a good day. Barclays Private Bank has been in Monaco for 100 years. Since we opened our doors here in 1922, we have enabled our clients to invest in tomorrow and to influence it, drawing on experience, insights and ideas to help them create the world they want to make possible. And we're only just getting started. 100 years in Monaco, 100 years young. 